Chicago Bulls take care of business against the Utah Jazz, getting a much-needed win with a balanced team attack on top of taking advantage of turnovers made by the Utah Jazz to convert that to points on the opposite end. We're going to talk a little bit about that win. We're going to talk about the bench as well that played great in this game and how they can use this homestand to really hopefully jumpstart their season in the new. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So the Bulls get a dub against the Utah Jazz. And there's a couple of key things that stood out in this win, right? Now, I do want to preface this by saying um, that the Utah Jazz are one of the worst defensive teams in the league. And so, you know, that definitely plays a part in it. I'm glad the Bulls were able to take advantage of the Utah Jazz's weakness. And I do think that they can use this to hopefully build some confidence and make sure they realize how to play and how dangerous they can be when they get everybody involved. The Bulls took advantage of every weakness that the Utah Jazz had. The Jazz came into the league, I mean, to, into this game as one of the worst uh, teams as far as defending the other team or forcing the other team to shoot bad percentages. They also allow, uh, the, I think, the seventh most uh, points in the league up until this point, maybe even be a little bit higher than that. Um, and so the Bulls came in and they shot well, over 50%, both from the field, over 50% from three-point range, right? They took advantage of that they executed. But how do they execute is another key factor in that with the Chicago Bulls definitely um, you know, taking advantage of, of turnovers, 30 points off turnovers for the Chicago Bulls in this game. And this that was one of the major deciding factors. When you are forcing turnovers by the other team, keeping them from getting in rhythm, and you're converting that to points on top of all of that, that is, a, is how you demoralize a team. So it was good to see the Bulls do that, especially considering the Bulls lost the rebounding battle by 16. Right, they got out rebounded fifty-two to thirty-six, so they weren't even close in the rebounding battle. But they took care of business still with the turnovers. They they used the lack of getting rebounds and put, and used that to really up the defensive intensity and got tons of steals, which they then converted um, over to points. First half of this game, they got they went ten of twenty-one from three-point range in the first half of the game, and that was without Zach Levine, one of their best three-point shooters, uh, take uh, hitting any threes in the first half of the game. So those are things that definitely helped the Chicago Bulls team drastically. As well as you look at points in the paint, we, we won that battle at 16. I mean, well, tied it at 16 uh, point. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 48 points in the paint. I was right on that one. Second chance points, we had 16 to their 16 second chance points as well, which, again, is big considering how, how, how much they out-rebounded us on both sides of the ball. 17 to 10 as far as the offensive rebounding there. So the Chicago Bulls, you know, despite, like I said, being out-rebounded, they still were able to convert things in enough to keep in with the team. And then the three-point shooting overall in the game. They took 34 three-pointers, which is good about around league average, slightly above, and they hit 18 of those for 52%, right? And then the Utah Jazz, they went 16 to 43 for 37%. So this a rare win in the three-point battle uh, for the Chicago Bulls with attempts um, and makes, well, sorry, makes, not attempts, and percentages. So those things definitely help with the Chicago Bulls as well, getting this win. So a lot of things go into it. Eight players in double digits. And I will say this. You guys know I'm not a Billy Donovan guy by any stretch of the imagination. But Billy Donovan and his rotations were really solid today. The combinations of players that he used, the fact that he allowed. Like, we didn't see Vooch a lot towards the end of the second half because Drum was actually cooking, and he allowed Drum to stay in that game. Now, Drummond only ends up playing 14 minutes in this game, and that's why it's not always about just playing a player a lot of minutes just for the nature of playing them a lot of minutes. But it's taking advantage 
of when they're hot. And that's what the Bulls did in this one. 14 minutes for Andre Drummond in this game. And in those 14 minutes, he gives you 12 points, seven rebounds, uh, one, ass- one assist, and one steal. That's what you want to see from Andre Drummond, right? Um, you know, I, he could have easily got double-digit rebounds. Again, the Bulls are getting out-rebounded uh, throughout the whole game. Uh, the Utah Jazz are a really good team rebounding uh, uh, team. So, you know, it is what it is when it comes to that. But, you know, so just understanding when to ride the hot hand. Javon Carter gets extremely hot in this game. We're going to talk a little bit about that bench shooting as well. But he kept Javon Carter out there as well when Javon was getting hot. Didn't sub him out um, randomly or anything like that. And so it, it's just those things, it's the little things, right? And the Bulls took care of a lot of the little things to be able to get this win. Like I said, it was against a team that is it came in just like us with two wins on the season, but it was good to see the Bulls be able to take care of business that way, right? We haven't really seen a lot of that. The Bulls led throughout this whole game, never trailed a single second in this game. The Bulls had the lead from start to finish. We don't see that a lot with the Chicago Bulls because even when they do get out to big leads, they typically sometimes allow them, the other team, to, to come back. And so we didn't see that. The Bulls kept their foot on the Utah Jazz's necks. Anytime they went on a little bit of a run, the Bulls responded extremely well in this game. Kobe White having one of his best games as far as scoring in a win. 18 points, 7 assists, 1 steal from Kobe White, which a lot of Bulls fans were asking, like, hey, is Kobe White eventually going to lose the starting job? I think Kobe's finding himself. The, the 18 points and 7 assists stand out really good for that. Also, 3 rebounds. So, Again, Kobe White finding a way to impact the game in a major way, and he didn't do it with a lot of shots. Nine shots Kobe White took on the game uh, and goes four of six from three-point range. Big night from Kobe White. Zach Levine has 24, going eight of 17 from the field. Three assists, one steal, two rebounds from Zach Levine in this game. And then DeMar DeRozan goes eight of 13, uh, one for one from three-point range. He actually hit a three-pointer within like the first minute and a half of the game. He scores 21 points, five rebounds, four assists, four steals from DeMar DeRozan as well, and what we saw in this game. I won't say that they're making it a trend yet, but while DeMar DeRozan doesn't always play the best in in, in, in a fast-break opportunities, right, in off-ball, DeMar DeRozan, because he was getting steals and assists, he started the fast-break off, right? So he started it off, dished it off to players that were that were running, and, and it just, the, the everything looked like a well-oiled machine. And over on Locked on Bulls, I said it and used the word, that if I was going to use one key thing for the Chicago Bulls in this game, it was them being intentional. Everything was intentional. The rotations from Billy Donovan, intentional. The way that they moved the ball around as a team, intentional. The way that they picked where they were going to shoot at to take smart shots, not just to take more shots to take them, intentional. Intentionality in this game was a big thing, and it was a big reason why the Chicago Bulls were able to pull out the win. 26 assists on 48 made baskets. Listen, really, really big night from the Chicago Bulls, and I, hopefully they use this as kind of a jumping-off spark. But we also have to talk about the bench. I think that this Chicago Bulls bench is really just starting to scratch the surface of what they can be. Javon Carter has scored in double figures now three out of the last four games. And just the way that he's understanding not only how to get to his spots, but pushing the pace, using his defense to get the Bulls out in transition, which is something we always talk about, pushing the pace. And then if he has a wide open three, he does that. If not, he understands how to find drum. He understands how to find Patrick Williams, who, again, is playing with much better energy um, in this game as well, and now we've seen three straight games from Patrick Williams off the bench in which he's been really solid, right? Positive plus minus again in this game from Patrick Williams at plus six. He has, he has 10 points, three rebounds, uh, no turnovers, no no block shots, only one personal foul, 25 minutes. He goes four of 10 from the field. So solid bench production overall. Then you can know Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso is the, is the GOAT. Like, it's just, the, the, there's a reason why people call him the GOAT. He's just 
it's and even you talking about his stat line really doesn't bring it all together on how well he impacted this game, right? Because he doesn't always get the steals, but he plays great defense every single time. 10 points going 3 of 3 from the field, 2 of 2 from three-point range. He also chips in three assists in this game, one rebound, and a steal. Alice Caruso is just, it's a difference when he's on the court. And this bench unit is really starting to find their rhythm together. Ayo DeSumo was back in this game as well. He goes 2 of 3 from the three-point line. He's, he has eight points in this game, one rebound in this game as well. And again, this bench unit, I, I we came into this realizing that the Bulls could have a pretty goddamn good uh, bench unit. And so they're starting to really find their rhythm. And with that said, that can really help up the ceiling for the Chicago Bulls overall as well. Wanted to take some time to talk about the bench because the bench unit in this game, it was noticeable. Over 50 points off the bench in this game. You have four players scoring in double figures just off the bench. And Caruso, Javon Carter, Andre Drummond, and Patrick Williams coming in there. Ayo DeSumo with eight, and then you get Dalen Terry in garbage time with two minutes. But shout out to Dalen for being able to get on the court. So those type of things happen in this game, and it was just a good overall team win. Now, the next question is, can the Chicago Bulls build off this during a homestand? The Bulls have six of the next seven games on the road. If you include last night's game, it was seven out of eight games that, they, that they're playing at home. And so that could be a big jump start. And then the one game that we have away is, is in Milwaukee, which we know is a hop, skip, and a jump away from Chicago. It's almost just an extended home game. The Bulls are going to get a lot of games in a row in their own beds, in their own homes, and be able to get to the United Center and practice and do things. Advocate Center is where they practice. It is what it is. Um, but be able to get out there, practice. Because um, as you know, a lot of uh, basketball teams, they don't get a lot of practices in when they're on the road. A lot of shoot-arounds, right? But this is where the Bulls can use some home cooking to really start building their confidence, understanding, establishing a way that they can play um, because, listen, they have a lot of games at home, and this can be a big turning point in the Chicago Bulls season. Now, we do have Phoenix coming up next, which it seems like Bradley Bill is going to play in that game. Of course, he comes back to play against the Chicago Bulls, right? That's just how our season is season is gone. But if this Bulls team can continue to take advantage of the weaknesses of the other teams, we're looking at a, a, some tough games for the Bulls, but some winnable games for them as well. Phoenix Suns, again, the Bulls are going to have to be extremely locked in in that game. Then we, then we uh, are also face the Detroit Pistons at home. We've already got destroyed by the Detroit Pistons once, so let's hope that the Bulls use some home cooking there as well to take to get their win back. We go to Milwaukee. That's going to be a tough game. We have two games at home against the Orlando Magic. Again, another tough young team that has given the Bulls matchup issues, but let's see how they do in that game. And then we have two games at home against Miami as well, which Miami Heat aren't looking all that great so far in this NBA season. So winnable games there for the Chicago Bulls. Then we go on the road for four-game um, you know, uh, away stretch, and we face the OKC Thunder, Toronto, Brooklyn, and Boston. Then we go back to Milwaukee. So it this is with the most difficult part of the Chicago Bulls season. They play a lot of games in a condensed amount of time. But remember what we said, the schedule considerably eases up for the Chicago Bulls in mid-December. And if the Bulls are able to use this next six out of seven game uh, at home to, to go, if they can go four and two, right? If they can do something like that, we're looking at that point being back at 400. I'm sorry, 500 a 500 team if the Bulls can win four out of the next six games. Now, again, I'm not saying that that's an easy stretch for the Bulls because it's not, right? But if the Bulls can take advantage of those type of things, they can find themselves right at 500 or maybe a little bit of below 500 when you look at all seven games that they have remaining. So we'll end up seeing, man. Um, I hope that the Bulls can take advantage of this, that they can use this home stretch to really start building that confidence, build some camaraderie. And those type of things. Let's hope that they can, because if they do, it can be a new start to the Bulls season. Again, I'm not saying that it is. They have to show us first. I'm not saying we should assume that. 
Uh, they showed us enough to be concerned. But let's hope that the Bulls come out on the other side of this. And then we're talking about and looking at this team considerably different than how we did in the first seven games. But let's go ahead. We got one voicemail today I want to go ahead and play. This one's for Michael Korn. Hey, Hayes. How you doing? Evening. Uh, good show this morning. Uh, podcast uh, tonight. Bulls play. Uh, Lori Markinson and the Jazz. Uh, anyway, uh, what I liked about the show is just while mentioning about Patrick Williams and playing Billy Donovan's tape, uh, uh, I think, uh, Billy, I haven't seen a time where, uh, uh, Patrick Williams, even if felt like he's aggressive, like attack the basket in such a way and have some swag. The Bulls lack swag. He lacks swag. I don't know if, like, there's a magic wand out there, but I hope he gets that. All the shooting stats about Zach and DeMar, was, it was super interesting. But what stuck out to me about uh, the team shooting, uh, even if they shoot better, the, the big issue you brought up uh, uh, was turnovers. I think they're, like, 15. I didn't realize they were turning over the ball that much. Like, I watch games, and it's like they always seem to be forcing passes uh, inside and, uh, like kind of bonehead passes, but they're at least they're looking for an open player. But, um, but that's, uh, that's like down, going down the court, like every, uh, fifth, sixth or seventh possession, coughing the ball up. Uh, so even if you improve shooting, you can't win games, man. If you're the worst team and are committing the most turnovers. So that's something they have in their power to, uh, fix just as athletes. Anyway. Love the show as, as usual. Go Bulls tonight, man. Uh, yeah, I wish the Bulls would have kept Lori Markin, and of course, good to see him, but I'd love to see the Bulls kick their ass. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Great points there. First of all, Michael Korn saying the Bulls have no swag is hilarious, but accurate, right? We don't really have a team identity, and hopefully, I guess what I was trying to bring together in that last little rant was that hopefully the Bulls use this now to build an identity. Being at home this much, they, they, that's where you should build your identity and use that to kind of build off of for the rest of the season. And P. Will definitely. P. Will is finding himself off the bench, and it's not just because of the scoring. Like, if you watch this game, he plays a, he's been playing a way more physical brand of basketball that has definitely helped. It's, it's been noticeable, right, on defense. And so, um, as well as just the aggression on offense, fighting after rebounds a little bit more, I like that he's doing that. Now, as far as the Bulls limiting turnovers, that was one of the great points, uh, Michael Corner. He left us before the game. Clearly, because that is one of the key things that the Chicago Bulls were able to take advantage of that helped them get the win against the Utah Jazz was taking advantage of turnovers, limiting their own turnovers. Only eight turnovers in that game for the Chicago Bulls to the 22 from the Utah Jazz. So, yeah, if you can limit turnovers, it really does change the complexity of the game considerably. So let's hope that this is something that the Chicago Bulls continue to do. All great points, as always, for Michael Korn. And I look at it and say this. This is win one, right? win one out of this homestand let's see how the bulls can come out on the other side of this because if they can come at five if they can come out of this at 500 right being even in both wins and losses that's where you can start talking about all right how did they get those wins is it enough here now to start saying that maybe as the schedule gets easier that they can start um you know building up more wins win up seeing man let's hope that the bulls uh prove that wrong i'm not saying that it's a guarantee it's a 17 point win over a team that is terrible defensively Let's hope that they can build off of it. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, 
Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.